Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by the Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, which goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, May 11th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. We are now officially in off-season mode as last night the Chicago Blackhawks wrapped up their 2021 regular season against the Dallas Stars. Pretty crazy that it's already the end of this year. Uh, seems like just yesterday it was December and I was talking about how it was potentially going to be a rough year for our Blackhawks. But to much surprise, they actually turned out to be a lot better than most people projected. A lot of folks thought that this was going to be a bottom five team in the NHL this season, finishing right there at the bottom of the division along with the Detroit Red Wings, which I guess still did happen with the Red Wings finishing seventh. But I mean, going back to December at that time, it was hard to argue with all the folks who thought the Blackhawks were going to be kind of a disappointment. They had just lost... Jonathan Taze, their captain, for an unknown period, unknown period of time, which, of course, knowing what we do now, that wound up being the entire season. Then, Corey Crawford, their longtime goaltender, those two sides parted ways in the offseason, which ultimately led to Crow's retirement. Kirby Dock broke his wrist at the World Juniors and was expected to miss the majority of the campaign. Brandon Saad was traded to Colorado. Brent Seabrook re-injured his back at the start of training camp. It was a mess for the Blackhawks early on. So, it was easy to see why a lot of people thought that they were going to struggle so much this year. But that wasn't entirely the case. A lot of credit, I gotta say, deserves to go to Jeremy Colleton for having this team, such a young team, by the way, for having them fight through adversity all season long. In a COVID-shortened year where travel restrictions were everywhere, the offseason coming in, as I just talked about, was a nightmare. Uh, it was hard to see family, just a difficult year overall for everyone, but the Blackhawks they certainly made the most of it during their first year of a rebuild here in Chicago. So overall, I know they came up just short of the playoffs and 
Finished the year, yes, with a losing record, 24-25-7, by the way, through 56 games. But the playoffs never really were the goal. Like, of, of course, that would have been nice. No one would have been mad had that happened. But there was just no way this young of a team was going to be able to do that. They're, they're still a ways away from being a contender in this league. But for them to even be close for the majority of the year with the roster that they had, I mean, it truly is incredible. So say what you want. I know there are the fair share of people out there who, uh, you know, feel like the Blackhawks aren't heading in the right direction and uh, that they're not even close to solving their problems. I would disagree with all of that completely. Yes, they do have a ways to go. I will be the first one to admit that. But they learned a lot about themselves this year, and they also learned about what they need to do next in order to take those next couple of steps to getting back to where they want to be. They know they have a lot of depth forwards, especially in that bottom six department. We're hoping a few of those young ones who we saw this year, like Pius Suter, Philip Kurashev, Brandon Hagel, maybe even Vinny Hinestroza or Adam Gaudet. Hoping a couple of those guys can take those next steps I just mentioned and become top six forwards potentially. And then on defense, still a lot of work to be done. This is probably the area the Blackhawks need to sure up the most. But the tough part about that is there are so many kids back there at the moment. Adam Boquist, Wyatt Kalanuck, Ian Mitchell... Nicholas Bodan, Alec Regula, Riley Stillman, all those guys I just listed are 23 or younger, and most of them are 22, 21, or even 20. So for them, it's just now about, I believe, getting as many NHL reps as possible and trying to further develop their game so this can become a stronger back end as a group once everyone gets, you know, a little bit older and a bit further into their NHL careers. That's the hard part, because as badly as the Hawks and their fans want to win right now, it could be a little while with all that youth on the back end. Then, in goal, Kevin, Le- Kevin Lankinen certainly looked like a number one goaltender for the majority of this season, especially in that first half. While he did fade in the second half down the stretch, that's... Not necessarily uncommon for a rookie goaltender that's starting to go through their first real grind of an NHL season. So, Lankinen with his impressive play in that this year definitely helped sure up all the questions in the goaltender department. And I would even go as far to say the same for both Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia, actually. Throughout the year, Subban was obviously the one who served in the backup role to Lankinen. And I thought, for the most part, he did a good job when given an opportunity. He did have a couple of those, you know, disasters in net from time to time. But also, with the defense being lackluster, to say the least, in front of him all season long, it's kind of hard to put the blame on him for those games in particular. So, to me, I chalk it up as a pretty successful successful season. That's a tongue twister. Pretty successful season for Subban here in Chicago. But I also thought that Colin Delia was very impressive in his limited number of starts down the stretch as well. In every game that Deals played, uh, 
He looked really good. He made a couple of beautiful stops and kept the Blackhawks alive when they probably shouldn't have been in each of their last two starts, going back to Thursday to close out the series against Carolina and then last night versus Dallas. So also some really solid play from Delia in net this season as well and the limit opportunities that he got. And the question now for the Blackhawks, in my opinion, is what to do with the backup goaltender spot? Because I don't think they need both Subban and Delia on the roster come training camp time next season. And with Lankanen locked in for the number one spot, essentially, it's going to be interesting to see which guy the Hawks choose to hold on to if they do ultimately decide to move on from either Subban or Delia in goal. Alright, there are my quick thoughts on the Blackhawks wrapping up their 2021 season last night. Coming up in just a minute, I will go over the actual game itself and break down the 5-4 OT loss to the Dallas Stars. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockdownNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockdownNHL to start growing your savings. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about my overall thoughts on the Blackhawks 2021 regular season. Moving on now with last night being the final game for the next four or five months or so, I wanted to be sure to give one last recap and talk about how the Hawks managed to lose this one 5-4 in overtime. So, out of the gate, the Blackhawks came out with another sizzling start against Dallas as just 53 seconds into the game, Alex DeBrinkett picked up a loose puck, sped into the offensive zone for a breakaway, and extended his goal streak to seven games with his 32nd goal of the season. A seven-game goal streak here to end the season for DeBrinkett, in addition to an eight-game point streak as well. And the Blackhawks took a 1-0 lead on their first shot on goal of the game. The Cat stays red hot, his 32nd goal at the time 
tied Connor McDavid for second in the National Hockey League. And then just 29 seconds later, with that line still on the ice, Dabrinkit made a beautiful behind-the-back pass to find Pia Suter open in the slot, and then he beat Ottinger with the Blackhawks' second shot on goal of the game to put them ahead 2-0 in the first minute and a half of the contest. Another incredible start for the Blackhawks in this final series of the year at the United Center. But from that point on, they really got outworked and, quite frankly, got manhandled by the Dallas Stars on home ice. After those two shots on goal that put the Hawks ahead 2-0, they got outshot 23-4 in the next 25-30 to 30 minutes or so of play. And as I talked about earlier in the episode, had it not been for Kyle and Delia, the Stars easily could have been ahead 3 or 4-2 to two in that second period. But instead, Dallas only had one goal up until the final seconds of that frame. That first goal came on. Uh, that was a backdoor tap-in for Joe Pavelski off a huge defensive breakdown by Pia Suter and the Blackhawks. But the real turning point in the game for me came in the final seconds of the second period. After Dylan Strome and Vinny Hinestroza connected on a 2-on-0 rush to make it 3-1 Blackhawks, not too often you see 2-on-0 rushes in the NHL. Glad the Blackhawks, and in particular Dylan Strome, got to cash in for that one. But in the final seconds of the second period, the Stars, they got a power play opportunity as Vinny Hinestroza tripped up Miro Haskinen in the offensive zone. No biggie. 5.5 seconds to go in the second period. We'll just let that expire and then go and kill it off in the third. But no. What happens? The Hawks lose the defensive zone draw. Suter has his second complete breakdown in coverage. Takes the absolute wrong guy. and then. Leaves, who else, but Miro Haskinen himself, the one who just drew the penalty a few seconds prior, he gets left wide open at the right dot and buries a shot past Delia to make it a one-goal game with two seconds to go in the period. A hundred percent completely unacceptable. Just have to know better than that with no time left on the clock. Pia Suter, not one of his better moments. There's only one thing they could do in that situation. And the Blackhawks basically just handed the Stars a goal before the end of the second period. So even though the Hawks did manage to extend their lead to 4-2 to with a nice response from Hinestroza himself in the third, the man who took the penalty at the end of the second period. By the way, Vinny Hinestroza, a magnificent Return to Chicago, 12 points, 4 goals, and 8 assists in 17 games with the Blackhawks since being reacquired. Um, even though Vinny did add to their lead and made it 4-2, to two, it just never felt comfortable because the Stars, aside from on the scoreboard, they were dominating in every aspect of this game. The tempo, and they, they were ripping off shots on Colin Delia left and right, and then sure enough, in a minute and 54 span in the third period, they struck twice with goals from Yoel Kiviranta and Jason Dickinson to tie the score 4-4 to with less than eight minutes to go, and all the hard work that Kyle and Delia had put in to hold the Stars off was all for naught. That's what happens when you don't play a complete game, and 
just kind of get dominated from start to finish. You're not going to be able to hold them off eventually. 47 shots on goal for Dallas in regulation compared to the Blackhawks, 17. They outshot the Hawks by 30, but somehow the game did get to overtime thanks to the play and net by Colin Delia. And then in OT, the Blackhawks missed out on an enormous opportunity to seal the deal at home. They had a four-on-three power play for well over three and a half minutes in that extra frame. But they passed around the puck too much, and they limited all their scoring opportunities to be from the dots. It was really one-timers from Kubalik on the right side and then a one-timer from Dabrinkit on the left. They never got the puck inside, never went to the dirty areas, and Dallas was able to come up with a big kill. And shortly after that, probably 30 seconds or so, or maybe even less, after getting back to even strength, Jamie Benn and Jason Robertson skate down the other end on a two-on-one. Delia comes up with a big first stop on Ben, but Robertson jumped on the rebound and stuffed it home to give the Stars the 5-4 win with 30 seconds to go in OT. A tough way to wrap up the year for the Blackhawks on home ice, 25% filled at the United Center. I was really hoping that they would be able to pull off the sweep for the fans at the UC and finish the year off on a three-game winning streak, but unfortunately came up just short last night to wrap things up for 2021. All right, there is my recap of the Blackhawks' season finale against the Dallas Stars last night. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about what to expect here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast now that the 2021 regular season is officially over here in Chicago. But first, I need to tell you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are getting down to their final games of the season. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same 
for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just got done recapping the Blackhawks' final game of the 2021 regular season. Moving on now, before I wrap up the show here today, I wanted to be sure to quickly go over what you can all expect here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast now that the Hawks are officially in off-season mode. So, as I've talked about, in the last few days kind of leading up to today, it's going to be a very busy offseason for the Chicago Blackhawks, one where they're going to have to make a lot of tough decisions, not only with their pending free agents in Vinny Henestrosa, Adam Gaudet, Pia Suter, David Kampf, and Nikita Zadorov, but also with some of the depth pieces they have at the moment as well. Because when this team is fully healthy, there are a lot of guys fighting for just a few open spots on the roster next year. What's going to happen to guys like Dylan Strom, Brett Connolly? Could Ryan Carpenter be moved? Or possibly someone like Alex Nylander or one of the other youngsters we saw this season? Are the Blackhawks really going to keep their slew of young defensemen on the back end? And what's going to happen in goal with Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban? There are a whole bunch of questions that the Blackhawks are going to need to answer this offseason, so those conversations are definitely going to be had in the next couple of months. And like last season, I also am going to be going over each and every Blackhawks player, giving them a season recap, and also providing them with a grade. I thought that segment was a lot of fun last year, and it also got some pretty good feedback from the listeners. Then, The NHL draft is coming up in a couple of months. I'll be starting to break down a bunch of different prospects here on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. And speaking of drafts, there's also the Seattle expansion draft later this summer. I'll be sure to talk about all the different options the Blackhawks have before that takes place in late July. Then there's free agency itself, of course. That's an entire couple days dedicated to mayhem. I'll be having several guests on the show to come on for interviews. Hopefully, we'll have a bunch of Blackhawks beat reporters like former guests Charlie Rumeliotis and Ben Pope. Maybe Jay Zawoski, of course, the former host of this podcast before he passed down the torch to yours truly. Oh, and then there's also the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs, which I'm going to be sure to be talking about for the next few months. It's always fun to just kind of follow from an outsider's perspective, makes it a whole lot less stressful, I will say. So, even though the season is over for the Blackhawks, there is going to be plenty going down here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast over the next couple of months. I know it's going to be summertime, but be sure to tune in and stay updated with everything that's going on with your Chicago Blackhawks. And real quick, I just wanted to be set, be sure to say thank you to all the loyal listeners out there. This was 
my first season doing the podcast. Last year, I only got to cover, I believe it was nine playoff games in like six months of coverage. So this year, I was super excited, even in a COVID-shortened season, to, to cover a full slate of games. And it truly was a ton of fun and, and such an honor to be your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, the only daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. So once again, thank you to everybody. You all are the reason I'm doing this. I always appreciate all the support and all the interactions and appreciate all of you listening. It really means more than you know. So be sure to stay tuned to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast over the summer to keep up with all the latest news and updates on your Chicago Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, May 11th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to its final games, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.